America's number one show on pop culture and politics. This is the Michael Medved Show. And another great day in this greatest nation on God's green earth. Though the news that keeps coming in is not so great. Not so great. Uh, this is uh, a, a day that is different from yesterday and the day before and then the last shooting mass shooting the one in Buffalo and the one before that honestly I believe uh, that the um, the the glacier the iceberg is moving not melting yet but moving and I believe there will be a difference in terms of maybe just maybe bringing some of our elected representatives together to make a difference in the attack, uh, it's there, there are two little items that just came across my desk that I just became aware of, and both of them are uh, disturbing and moving me profoundly. Uh, one of the hero teachers, and one of the things that people can agree on, even in a day when we have copycat attempts around the country which is sick and disgusting and makes you wonder about the country itself and the American heart and uh, and we also have now complaints about maybe the police weren't so heroic with that honor hour that was allowed in the school building with the uh, the shooter uh, perhaps even continuing his murderous rampage uh, so supposedly barricaded into the school. Uh, the police were outside. There are complaints now from Uvalde residents about why wasn't more done. We will get to all that. We'll also get to our greatest public health crisis. According to uh, Explosive Column, the greatest public health crisis is uh, angry young American males. Why? Uh, also speaking of angry old American male, uh, a, a new poll about President Biden that is just, is, <laughs> if you're a Democrat, if you're somebody associated with the administration, your hair's on fire. I mean, as James Carville said, if he had any hair, it would be on fire. Uh, Biden has plummeted to 36%, 59% disapproval. Uh, this is the lowest so far. The uh, uh, this headline just appeared on CNN. Uvalde school shooter was in school for up to an hour before law enforcement broke into the room where he was barricaded and killed him. Why? Why did it take an hour? They were there on scene. We will get to that. They just did a press conference on that. No real answers. Two things I was going to mention. Um, first of all. One of the teachers, Irma Garcia, who was 46 years old, apparently picked some of the children up and literally sheltered them with her body. Uh, she was murdered along with the other teacher, uh, whose name was Mireles. Both veteran teachers, apparently much beloved. They just confirmed uh, the husband of Irma Gonzalez, whose name is Joe Gonzalez. They have a son who's in the military their oldest son, they have four children. They were high school sweethearts. They've been married for 24 years. Uh, 
Joe Guns, uh, Joe Gomez, her, uh, her husband just died. He had a heart attack. And people talk about a broken heart. Here, here is a guy with four children, and he's just seen the love of his life taken away under the most horrible circumstances, and now he dies. Imagine those kids. Imagine those kids losing both parents under these circumstances. It, it's unimaginable. And then this also moved me deeply. There's a statement from, I mean, lots of statements about mourning, but uh, this statement, uh, deeply saddened by the news of the murder of innocent children in Texas, sincere condolences to the families of the victims, to the people of the U.S., and to the President of the United States over this tragedy. The people of Ukraine share the pain of the relatives and friends of the victims and all Americans. That from President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine, who has been no stranger to, to death watching the, the price of, of fighting for liberty and for independence and for civilization, and taking the time to feel this pain, which is not for any higher cause. I mean, yes, it's for the cause of education and for the teachers, it's for the cause of protecting the students. And by the way, for the police officers who were wounded, uh, this is uh, a breaking news. Um, do uh, uh, do we have this uh, audio from uh, at Channel Three, Jeremy, or is that just? Uh, let's go to CNN uh, uh, right away, uh, which is asking this question. Listen. It's still a long time. Why did it take as long as it did for the tactical team to go in? Well, one thing to understand, too, that we know several officers were off duty and they still responded to the scene. Um, again, trying to establish exactly the timeline as far as the response time. We know that officers were on scene. As I mentioned earlier, we had the school resource officer that was initially on scene, still, again, trying to establish his role. We had secondary officers that arrived on scene that were actually met with gunfire upon entering the school. So we know law enforcement was there. There was an immediate presence from law enforcement, again, trying to establish a timeline. We need to gather all those facts, working with FBI, trying to gather surveillance video, talking to witnesses. So again, right now, we do not have a accurate or a concrete timeline to provide to say the gunman was in the school for this period. So we want to provide that factual information once we're able to obtain that. Okay, again, you can't blame uh, police officers for what happened here. Uh, and especially for people who absorb bullets, who are who are wounded by this crazed individual. But uh, look, one of the things about this this crime, uh, this horror, this nightmare, uh, would uh, the police have reacted very differently if he had a different sort of weapon that was less effective? The other thing is that, given the fact that he had just bought these weapons, did he go to a range? How, how did he learn how to fire them? 
I mean, there are many questions that need to be settled. Uh, we also have the, the Tex uh, Texas, uh, this is uh, Channel 3 News, saying, see something, say something. Several South Texas districts are dealing with copycat threats after the Uvalde shooting. Do we have that on audio, Jeremy? After the break, we will get to it. Uh, there is much more. Uh, onlookers apparently urged police to go to the school while the shooter had barricaded himself inside. Conflicting reports on how long they waited outside before going in to confront him. We will get to that as well. We'll also uh, be uh, speaking about why is America different? Because as the New York Times actually made clear in, a, in an update today, uh, they're everywhere there are troubled young men. Uh, there is mental illness. There are people who get into a quarrels. But other countries around the world do not have the same frequency of people taking those problems and grabbing a gun and uh, shooting people. This is unique to America. It's not all mass shootings. Some of it's just normal, quote, normal gang shooting. Why here? We'll be right back on The Medved Show. 1-800-955-1776. The Michael Medved Show. Copycat effect. How sickening, how chilling, um, how wrong. Uh, this is from uh, Channel 3 News in South Texas about what is going on there at school districts as they deal with the aftermath of the Uvalde horror. Uh, listen. With these type of events, there is always the threat of copycat crimes and threats. Yeah, we're already seeing them. Last night, officials with the Taft ISD say they were made aware by police of a social media post being shared. The student who made that post has been identified and a home visit has already occurred. The Robstown ISD was also made aware of a social media post regarding a threat to the Robstown Early College High School. Officials say they are working with the Robstown Police Department to fully ensure the safety and well-being of all students and staff. They are currently investigating the threat. Also in Victoria County, the sheriff there says they received a call yesterday afternoon concerning a mass casualty event in one of their elementary schools. Investigators said the caller relayed obvious false information about the their observations and that it was supported by a cell phone geographical data. They say their deputies uh, jumped into action, but there was no credible threat. Okay, if somebody calls in a threat like that because they think it's funny or because uh, they're sick, awful people, should, should that not be a, a cause for arrest and consequences? Uh, unbelievable. In, in Blaine, Washington, now Blaine, Washington, for people who don't know our state, the uh, Blaine, Washington School District is closed entirely. Blaine, Washington is way up north. It's near the Canadian border. And 
Uh, it's due to a threatening text that a student received. Apparently, uh, from someone in the student's life threatening to do a mass shooting. In an abundance of caution, school was canceled. The uh, school on lockdown uh, as of yesterday. Uh, Wall Street Journal has been reporting on some of the angry reactions of uh, Uvalde residents. And all that we knew heretofore is supposedly he had crashed his car, the shooter, and uh, came in firing to the school building, got inside, started killing people. And you can't kill 21 people so instantly. Uh, he had already shot his grandmother in the face. She apparently survived. That's the latest, isn't it, Jeremy, that the, the grandmother will survive, which could provide some interesting perspective because she was his first victim. But uh, And when I say interesting, it's not out of curiosity. I mean, the nation, the world, the local school district, police authorities, psychiatric authorities, public health experts, we all need to come to terms with this. And it's been kind of fog of war kind of situation where we have had a tough time getting straight information. I mean, initially it was reported that he was wearing a body armor. He wasn't. He was wearing a vest full of ammunition, I think over 300 rounds that he had purchased recently that he had with him. Why wouldn't that, for somebody right after his 18th birthday, purchasing that level of armament, I, wouldn't a sane a gun dealer alert somebody? There's this very young man, just 18 years old, which is ridiculous that, that he should have accessibility, that uh, somebody who isn't able to buy cigarettes at a drugstore or to get a beer at a bar can't do that, but he can come in and buy a total, I three guns apparently that he bought including a very fatal and lethal AR-15 style gun uh, and he buys that and all these rounds of ammunition at the same time happy birthday right it's just an unbelievable uh, the uh, unbelievable okay so there is this from uh, Wall Street Journal. Uh, residents have expressed anger and frustration Thursday about the time it took for law enforcement to end an elementary school shooting in which 19 children and two teachers died. As videos circulated on social media showing parents confronting police outside the building. The police were doing nothing, nothing at all, said Anjali Rose Gomez who, after learning about the shooting, drove 40 miles to Robb Elementary School where her children are in second and third grade. They were just standing outside the fence. They weren't going in there or running anywhere. State officials have said that local police were at the school within a few minutes of the gunmen entering the building and exchanged gunfire with them, but they were unable to gain access to a classroom where he barricaded himself, firing on officers. 
Ms. Gomez, who is a farm supervisor, that's why she was away out of town, said that she was one of numerous parents who began encouraging, first politely and then with more urgency, police and other law enforcement to enter the school. After a few minutes, she said, federal marshals approached her and put her in handcuffs, telling her she was being arrested for intervening in an act of investigation. With her daughter inside the building, they're going to do that? They all they did. Ms. Gomez convinced local Uvalde police officers whom she knew to persuade the marshals to set her free. Around her, the scene was frantic. She said she saw a father tackled and thrown to the ground by police and a third pepper sprayed. Once freed from her cuffs, Ms. Gomez made her distance from the crowd, uh, jumped the school fence, and ran inside to grab her two children. She sprinted out of the school with them. Videos circulated on social media uh, Thursday of frantic family members trying to get access to Robb Elementary as the attack was unfolding. Some of them yelling at police who blocked them from entering the building. Shoot him or something, a woman's voice can be heard yelling on a video. Before a man is heard saying about the officers, they're all just expletive parked outside dude they need to go in there parents can be heard yelling to each other that their kids were inside the school and they need to get in a woman can be heard yelling at a police officer he's one person take him out texas state trooper juan maldonado said he went to the school with a friend whose wife was one of the teachers who was killed in the shooting he said police were already on the scene indicating a fast response time and that it appeared that they had set up a perimeter around the building. Esmeralda Bravo cried while holding a photo of her granddaughter, Nevea, one of the Robb Elementary School shooting victims. There is much more and new perspective about uh, training and raising a killer. Uh, that and more coming up on the Medved Show. On the uh, Michael Medved Show. Again, it's, it's like uh, blows that are being delivered uh, to the national psyche uh, li literally every moment. And uh, no, this nightmare isn't, hasn't begun uh, to conclude. There's a shocking, I mean truly shocking moments ago admission by a Texas police spokesman on live TV, uh, listen to what he said. I actually officers would, actually went into school uh, to get their kids out. Can you right. talk about that? Right. So what we do know, Vanessa, right now that there was some uh, police officers, families trying to get their children out of the school because it, it was an active shooter situation right now. It's a terrible situation right now. And, of course, just as we mentioned, the loss of life, it's, it's just terrible. It's a terrible tragedy right now that took place. But, again, we got to keep acknowledging those brave men and women that actually were there on scene 
that met this suspect. And of course, we, we know that they were met with gunfire. Some of them were shot. But at the end of this, the suspect was shot, is now deceased. The threat is now uh, neutralized. And we're hearing his home was uh, less than a mile away from here. Did you find um, any other guns, any other ammunition? We've heard maybe a backpack in the school or at right. his home. So what we do know right now, Vanessa, is that the suspect was armed with a long rifle. Uh, we are working with ATF, FBI, multiple law enforcement agencies here on scene, trying to determine what kind of weapon this individual had, how he obtained it, and also what the motives were, if any, behind this mass shooting. Okay, this was... Uh Texas Department of Public Safety spokesman, Lieutenant Christopher Olivares. Um, he confirmed to a reporter during a live shot. Now listen carefully. That police officers went into Robb Elementary School to get their own children during the massacre. Now, if as that implicates or, or indicates they w went and got their own children. Of course, anyone sympathizes with that. But if that happened before they had taken down the shooter, isn't that a, a terrible dereliction of duty? You remembered Parkland High School, that nightmarish uh, school shooting. There was an officer named S Scott Peterson. I believe he was a, a supposed to be providing security for Parkland. And he faced charges because of his dereliction of duty, because he didn't go in to take out the shooter. We're going to have the same thing repeated here. There was a press conference minutes ago, and here's a reporter asking about a timeline and a 10-minute gap. Listen. Between 11.44 and 12.44, I got you. Questions. Is barricaded yes, behind that. You, you guys have said that he was barricaded. Can you explain to us how he was barricaded and why you guys cannot reach that door? So I have taken all your questions into consideration. We will be doing updates. We will be doing updates to answer those questions. I think there's a lot of... What is your name? Shimon Shimon. I hear you. Because we've been given a lot of bad information, so why don't you clear all of this up now and explain to us how it is that your officers were in there for an hour, yes, rescuing people, but yet no one was able to get inside that room. Shimon, we will, we will circle back with you. We want to answer all your questions. We want to give you the why. That, that's Okay, uh, there is still a lot of explaining to uh, get on. Uh, there's even the sounds of onlookers uh, who were urging police to get into the school where the shooter had reportedly barricaded himself. And, and what does that mean exactly? He was, he still had, there were two classrooms that apparently were adjoining and he was barricaded into both, and that's where all the victims were. Uh, here is some of the audio of that chaos going on outside during the shooting between uh, between cops and uh, the killer. Uh, listen, this is clip 10. Come on, I got his butt out of the way. Where the 
The the questions not answered yet, uh, though they finally have made contact with the uh, the mother of the killer. And a report from ABC News, the mother of the 18-year-old gunman accused of killing 21 at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, told ABC News in an interview that her son was not a monster. This is the mother who reputedly had problems with her son. She was reputedly, she had problems with drugs. She said he was not a monster, but he could be aggressive. I had an uneasy feeling sometimes, like, what are you up to? Adriana Reyes uh, told ABC News Chief National Correspondent Matt Gutman in an interview at her home, he can be aggressive if he really got mad. Reyes' son accused shooter Salvador Ramos uh, allegedly purchased two assault rifles in the days after he turned 18 and used them to carry out the second deadliest school shooting in U.S. history all within a span of eight days, uh, authorities said. Uh, There's a parent, uh, Angel Garcia, who's telling CNN's Anderson Cooper how he found out that his daughter had been killed. Clip five. I was aiding assistance. One little girl was just just covered in blood, head to toe. Like I thought she was injured. I asked her what was wrong, wrong, and she said she's okay. She was hysterical, saying that they shot her best friend, that they killed her best friend, and she's not breathing. And then she was trying to call the cops. And I asked the little girl the name, and she's <laughs> and she told me she said Amory. That's how you learn. <laughs> she was so sweet, Mr. Cooper. She was the sweetest little girl who did nothing wrong. She listened to her mom and dad. She always brushed her teeth. She did. She was creative. She made things for us. She never got in trouble in school. Like. I just want to know what she did to be a victim. (laughs) Texas is the site of some of the worst mass shootings in recent years at schools, churches, and stores. But Governor Greg Abbott did not want to talk about current Texas gun laws. Instead, he deflected to violence in cities and states run by Democrats. I hate to say this, but there are more people. Please, let's cut that off there. Uh... What he's going to be saying is that, because um, I've heard this clip already, and, and this is a question. Uh, why, even in states where they have very intense gun laws, where guns are much harder to get, places like Chicago, do they have more violence on uh, a given weekend than than you will see Oh, in a month uh, in terms of this kind of mass shooting that is going on. Is that a 
powerful or important question. Why is America different? Why do we lead the world? And it's not even close, by the way. Uh, in this uh, question of mass shootings and our murder statistics are also unacceptable and getting worse. Why? We'll get to that and much more coming up on the MedVet Show. 1-800-955-1776. The Michael Medved Show. There is a, um, a columnist who writes, there's a malignancy in our culture, and like every untreated cancer, it continues to metastasize. Mass shootings aren't just commonplace, they are frequent. They're no longer a bug in our country, but a feature. Less than two weeks ago, a mass shooter killed 10 people in a Buffalo supermarket. Who even remembers that now after this one? Uh, columnist Maureen Callahan writes that uh, our greatest public health crisis isn't COVID anymore. It is the angry young American male. We'll be speaking to her uh, next hour on the Michael Medved Show. Uh, 1-800-955-1776 is our phone number. In uh, the midst of all this, um, there's other sad news. It certainly doesn't compare to anything that we've been hearing, but Ray Liotta, who was a good actor and in, in some terrific movies, died suddenly in his sleep, a cause of death unknown. He was 67 years old. And uh, actually one of his best movies, certainly one of his movies that is among my favorites, he played uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson in the great film Field of Dreams, which really is one of the best American heartland sports films ever with Kevin Costner. And uh, here is a iconic scene from that film, which actually, in the context of what we're talking about with Uvalde, is particularly touching. Listen. Can I come back again? Yeah. I built this for you. There are others, you know. There were eight of us. It really mean a lot to them. Yeah. Anytime. They're all welcome here. Hey! Is this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Uh, and, uh, again, uh, the uh, idea of being able to come back to an afterlife where you can play catch, uh, play ball in a cornfield, or play catch again with your dad, who you miss, or maybe too often today, a son that you miss. N not all of the commentary is entirely helpful or responsible on this issue. 
Michael Moore took a uh, fairly hardline stand on the politicization of this issue of mass shootings and the shooting in Uvalde. The uh, filmmaker and activist and, and commentator had this to say, clip one. We are a violent people to begin with. This yeah. country was birthed in violence with the genocide of the native people at the barrel of a gun. This country was built on the backs of slaves with a gun to their backs to build this country into the country that we that we got to have. The, the, we don't want to acknowledge our two original sins here that are that have a gun behind the, mm. the ability for us to become who we became. To nickel and dime this, I don't know if that's going to do it. I think that we need some really drastic action here. Um, we need a moratorium, perhaps, on gun sales. Um, we need to, who will say on this network or any other network in the next few days, it's time to repeal the Second Amendment? Hmm. Oh, you can't say that. Well, why not? Why not? Because you would need to uh, tear up the Constitution. Constitution says you can amend the Constitution, you can change the Second Amendment if you want to. Um, when you get two-thirds vote, two-thirds vote in both the House and the Senate, and three-quarters of the states, the, the chances of doing that, Michael Moore, are zero. Let me go to uh, Dave. Uh, Dave calling from Mexico. Dave, you're on the Medved Show. Good afternoon, Michael. Uh, Good afternoon. From La Paz. Oh, beautiful um, La Paz, the tip of Baja. Right, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yep, 95 degrees and clear skies. Got to love it. But at any rate, uh, you know what a tragic thing. And, you know, with uh, Ray Loyota uh, dying, too, it's, it's like Shoeless Joe Jackson just passed away again. Uh, Field of Dreams, you know. It's, uh, but anyways, uh, I, I've just been, been thinking a lot about the, the gun issue. I'm a gun owner myself. And uh, you're not going to do away with the Second Amendment. We have guns, responsible gun owners, because there's guns out there in the wrong hands. And I look at the laws that we have in our land. There's no guns here in Mexico because you're not allowed to have one, and people aren't worried about it. But if we, if we are to have guns in our Constitution, we have to make sure that they're deterrents for these people that are get, using guns for nefarious reasons. I mean, we just slap these people on the hands. It's just time and time again. And I think this case with the children uh, being killed is an isolated incident, and I really do. I, I think there's, there's a lot of layers in this. But I think in general, when we talk about the gun violence that's going on, it's for nefarious reasons. And those people that are caught with guns or, or have guns in the wrong hands, many, many times are just released from prison. You're, you're, you're not going to want to be in a Mexican jail. But, you, you know, you go into an American jail and, you know, you get, uh, you know, three squares and a cot every day and, you know, living life. And, you know, we well, know... Well, it's, it's not just that. that I, we, we were talking on the air, Dave, about the uh, New York subway shooter. He's now being held without bail. He was out on bail on previous gun charges. And the the idea, somebody riding in a subway car on his way to meet his brother for lunch, it just shot for no reason. And again, one of the problems that we have is 
it's not a problem of guns, though you can say that the widespread distribution of guns everywhere in this country, 400 million of them, exacerbates the problem. The core problem is guns in the hands of the wrong people. A gun is not an evil thing. A gun in the hands of somebody who is protecting his family or protecting his country, that's a, a, a beautiful thing. A gun in the hands of someone like we just saw in Uvalde or someone like the subway shooter in New York, uh, that's evil and profoundly so. So some kind of discrimination here is completely necessary. I, uh, I hope you enjoy La Paz. And I, Dave, I appreciate your call. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about a, a truly stunning poll showing uh, just mass rejection of Joe Biden. His, his approval rating nationally has fallen to 36%, 59% disapproval. And is that, is it going to be helped by uh, the current emphasis on gun issues? I don't think so. Can he, he personally be blamed? Should he be blamed for things like what occurred in Uvalde? No, you, you don't blame anybody except the killer. And maybe the fact that we could, other countries indicate, make some progress on these issues, not eliminate mass shootings or school shootings, but have it less frequent if we took more care to do the kind of background checks that they're talking about. Look, this background checks bill from uh, 2021, there really is a chance, it seems to me, that people can get together on this if they'd stop with the name calling. And, and again, right now, people getting outraged at Republicans saying our thoughts and prayers. Okay, it, it may not be a perfect solution or end gun violence in schools, but it certainly could discourage it, couldn't it? If uh, we had red flag laws, if we had better background check system than we do, nobody who has been through it believes that the background check system, particularly for getting semi-automatic uh, weapons, uh, AR-15 style weapons, that uh, that is a sufficient safeguard. A again, think about this 18-year-old deeply troubled young man who was able to get two of those guns days before the killing. We can do better to justify the title of the greatest nation on God's green earth.